Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. So, being saved by grace through faith, that's uh, in Ephesians 2.8. So, it says, by grace you've been saved through faith. Grace, faith. It's that simple. Grace, God's favor, faith, believing. And that's not of, it's the gift. Isn't it wonderful to realize salvation itself, it's a gift. God gives us this gift, salvation. You're, you, there's still people today, I, I don't want it. And God's like, I want to give you a gift. You're like, no, 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 I, I like this stuff over here. He's like, well, trust me, this is much better for you. Being saved, the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, his blood shed upon the cross, he'll wash away every sin that you've ever committed, and he'll give you eternal life. And you're like, man, not right now. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. If, if it was of works, in other words, by doing some awesome deeds, heaven would be a, a place, of, would it be like a boasting party, wouldn't it? Well, the reason I'm saved is, you know, there was this dragon and I just slayed it. And then all of us would have to try to beat that one. So, well, you know, um, actually, this, the way I got saved is, you know, there was this building that was burning down and I saved everybody and I ran up the flight of stairs and pulled everybody out. It's not of works. There's nothing you can do. Otherwise, we would boast. Our boast is in who? Christ Jesus. Amen. Titus 3, 4 goes with this. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior towards man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he did what? Saved us through the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the? The Holy Spirit washing, renewing us, whom he poured out on us. The Holy Spirit poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, Savior, saved, that having been justified, I love that word, justified, if you don't know this, I've said it many times, it's just as if it never happened, what, our sin, have been justified by his, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life, Paul the Apostle, talking about Jesus, says, who has done what, saved us and called us with a Every time I read that, I get excited. He saved you with a holy calling. Do you know that you and I, as believers in Jesus Christ, have a holy calling? A holy calling. Do you know what your holy calling is? He wants you to know. So he's called us with a holy calling. He saved us and he's called us. So he saves you, he takes you out of darkness, he brings you into his marvelous light, and then he says, I have this holy calling upon your life. And walk in it, enjoy it. Be used by God. A holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own, his purpose. Your holy calling that you have in your life is, is it's based on his purpose. He's like, this is what I created you for, for this. And let me tell you, if you're not walking in your holy calling, you're miserable. Do you know that? I'm miserable. If I'm not doing what I'm doing here and I'm called doing what God has called me to do, I'm always miserable. Why? Because I'm not walking in the holy calling that God's called me to do. And you're, you're the same way. So for his own purpose and purpose is grace, his own purpose and grace, favor, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before when? Does that not blow your mind? Before time began, 
He knew you. He knew you'd be saved. He gave you a holy calling. When you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, he shows you what that calling is. Now he says, you go and walk in that holy calling that I have. And what, you know what the enemy wants to do? The enemy of your soul, the devil wants to do to you. He wants to keep you from that holy calling. Why? Because there's such power when you're walking in the calling that God has called you to. Amen? Amen. Don't let him rip you off. And then one more before we go to the next one. Talking about salvation in Jesus Christ, it says, nor is there what? Salvation. salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we, what? Must be saved. The name of Jesus, amen? So salvation, the second, third reason why we should be grateful and thankful to our Lord is God is great. You hear me talk about and use scripture to remind all of us that God is good, but this goes to a whole nother level. God's not just good. God is, can we say it together? God is great. It's one thing God is good. That's the foundation that we need to know in life, no matter what happens, God is good. It's not God's fault, he's good. But then it goes to another level in different, uh, different places in scripture, tells us that God's not just good, God is great. So on 145.3 says, great is the Lord. Do you think the scriptures can lie? Well, the psalmist says, great is the Lord. God is great and greatly to be. And his greatness is in other words, beyond finding out he's so good. Uh, let me translate it this way. Much better than you can even imagine. Do you know God like that? I remember when Kathleen and I were engaged to be married. She scheduled uh, to go to Austria, the missions conference. It was a two-week conference. And here we just got engaged. I waited for my wife, and then the Lord delivered her. She's there, and then she's like, I got to go for two weeks. I'm like, no, what do you mean you got to go? She's like, I scheduled this already, and I got to go. So I put the feelers out. I called the travel agency to see if I can go with her, you know? And it was booked. The whole flight was booked. They said, sorry, you can't go. There's no seats. And so I just prayed. I'm like, Lord, I want to be there with her. I don't want her to leave for two weeks. So I just pray, and then I get a phone call from the travel agency. This is like days before they leave, right? So I get a phone call. And in the phone call, the lady said to me, she says, well, I heard you're wanting to go to Austria on the trip. I said, yes, I did. She says, well, we do have a, a seat open, but it's business class. And she gave me the price. It's like two, three times more than the regular price. I was in the corporate world, just got out of the corporate world. I had no problem with that. So I was like, yeah, I'm ready to say, yes, thank you, Lord. And, and I strongly, the Lord says, don't pay it, trust me. And I'm like, are you? <laughs> Seriously, I was like, like really? So I'm like, oh, sorry, you know, that's not gonna work. Thank you for calling. And I hung up the phone. I literally went into like a mini depression. I was like, I, you know, why? And I, you know, don't pay it, trust you. And so I'm like, Lord, I wanna go. And so all that's going on. So finally the next day they called me back. They said, this is a miracle. Someone canceled the last minute. Not only can you go regular price, but you're gonna be able to sit with Kathleen both ways. <laughs> And I thought, God, you are great. Your ways are better than our ways. Because God's ways are better, but do you trust that? Do you know that? I think about when we were at Peter's Landing and we were wanting to expand, and we were gonna expand there at Peter's Landing, and they, the owners paid for the architect, and everything was going that way, and the Lord shut that door. Remember that? Because he had this place in mind for us. 
And I, I just think about, God, your ways are way beyond our ways. Your ways are far greater than our ways. And, and God is great all the time. Sometimes we don't even see it, but we have to trust by faith and thank him because he's great, amen? Isaiah the prophet says, actually the Lord speaking, Isaiah 40 verse 25 says, to whom then will you liken me, the Lord says, or to whom shall I be equal? Says the Holy One, lift up your eyes on high, and see who has created these things. In other words, look up into heaven, look at the stars. Who created those? Who brings out their host by number and calls, he calls them all by what? Name. All the stars in heaven, all the planet. He, he calls them all by name. You know, someone did the math for the, the known stars that we have today. It would take us 300 trillion years if we were to count every star one per second. It's impossible. But he created them and he calls them all by name. In other words, he's way beyond us. He's so great, it's beyond us. By the what? Greatness, he's great, of his might and the strength of his power, not one is missing. In other words, all those stars that we know of, we, we still, there's more than we even know of. There, none of them are missing. In other words, he knows exactly where every one of them are. God is just beyond, way beyond anything we can imagine. And he goes on. So why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God? In other words, I've got problems, and God doesn't care. He doesn't know anything about me. He's like, I know where every star is. I know I, I keep them all where I want them to be. Don't you realize you mean more to me than all those stars? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator, the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is, in other words, his ways are way beyond your ways. In other words, what's going on in your life, if you don't understand what he's doing, just trust him because his way is far better than your way. Amen? So third reason to be thankful, God is great. Fourth reason, God forgives us of all of our sin, our past, present, and future sin is forgiven when we go to Christ and confess it to him. Remember in Matthew 18, remember the apostle Peter went to Jesus and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Now listen, he goes, up to seven times? I believe the apostle Peter, when he said that to the Lord, he's probably thinking, Lord, I think I'm, I'm getting this. I can probably forgive someone up to seven times. And I think, personally believe that he thought that was a good thing. Like seven times, Lord? And possibly, I'm thinking through this, maybe I'm wrong, but he, he might even think, the Lord's probably gonna pat me on the back and say, Peter, that is great. You're, you're, you're maturing. But you know what he said. He said, um, I don't say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times, I mean, 490 times. I truly believe with this, that Jesus was saying, you need to forgive always. Because by the time you get in the 400s, you're not going to remember how many times. He says, that's just too much. In other words, listen, I believe Jesus was saying, always. When somebody asks for forgiveness, forgive them. If the Lord is asking us to do that for each other, how much more will he forgive us when we confess it to him? Always. We go to him. If you don't know this scripture, 1 John 1, 9, uh, you should memorize this because this is probably one of the most powerful verses in the entire Bible. It says, if we confess our sin, he, the Lord, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And it doesn't stop there. And to cleanse us from 
all unrighteousness. When we confess our sin, he is faithful and just. He forgives us and not just forgives us, he cleanses us from all, all of our unrighteousness. So we should be so grateful that we have a God that forgives us of all of our sins, amen? I wanna go back because I skipped over this. Uh, Colossians 1:13. it says, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood. Can we say that together? The The forgiveness of sins. So number four, the forgiveness of sins. The last thing we're going to look at, the reason we should be grateful to our Lord as believers, go over these, eternal life in heaven. Eternal life in heaven. Great scripture that goes with that. 1 John 2, 25, it says, this is the promise that he, the Lord has promised us. Can we say that? He promised us eternal life. To be absent from our body, we're going to be in heaven, a place where there's no more pain, suffering, a place where it says in Psalm 16, in his presence is fullness of what? Joy. Joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. We, when we leave these bodies or if we're raptured, we're going to be in a place called heaven place that we can't even imagine, a place that, that Paul the Apostle, I believe it was, where he, he said, I can't even put words to what I experienced when I was outside of my body, in the body, outside the body, I don't know, but he says, I can't even explain how awesome it is. You might remember the, the true story about the missionaries that came back from Africa, and they had to come back for health reasons, so they were on a ship, and they didn't realize, but they were told that on the ship, Teddy Roosevelt, the president at the time, he was he was on that same ship. So when they reached America, there was this big fanfare and a big hoopla for the president. And they were like screaming and yelling and clapping and making all this noise. And the missionary looked at his wife. And he says, really? He says, there's nobody here for us. And the wife thought about it for a minute. And she says, well, wait. She goes, we're not home yet. Talking about heaven. We're not home yet. It's not going to be heaven till we get to heaven, but he has promised us eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? Paul the Apostle writes in 1 Corinthians 2, 9, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has, what? Prepared for those who... God's not just good. God is great. Psalm 145.3 says, Great is the Lord... Do you think the scriptures can lie? Well, the psalmist says, great is the Lord. God is great. And greatly to be. And his greatness is. In other words, beyond finding out he's so good. Uh, Let me translate it this way. Much better than you can even imagine. Do you know God like that? I remember when Kathleen and I were engaged to be married. She scheduled uh, to go to Austria the missions conference. It was a two-week conference. And here we just got engaged. I waited for my wife and the Lord delivered her. She's there. And then she's like, I got to go for two weeks. I'm like, no, what do you mean you got to go? She said, I scheduled this already and I got to go. So I put the feelers out. I called the travel agency to see if I can go with her, you know? And it was booked. The whole flight was booked. They said, sorry, you can't go. There's no seats. And so I just prayed. I'm like, Lord, I want to be there with her. I don't want her to leave for two weeks. So I just pray, and then I get a phone call from the travel agency. This is like days before they leave, right? So I get a phone call. 
And in the phone call, the lady said to me, she says, well, I heard you're wanting to go to Austria on the trip. I said, yes, I did. She says, well, we do have a, a seat open, but it's business class. And she gave me the price. It's like two, three times more than the regular price. I was in the corporate world, just got out of the corporate world. I had no problem with that. So I was like, yeah, I'm ready to say, yes, thank you, Lord. And, and I strongly, the Lord says, don't pay it, trust me. And I'm like, Are you? <laughs> seriously, I was like, like really? So I'm like, oh, sorry, you know, that's not gonna work. Thank you for calling. And I hung up the phone. I literally went into like a mini depression. I was like, I, you know, why? I'm not, I, you know, don't pay it, trust you. And so I'm like, Lord, I wanna go. And so all that's going on. So finally the next day they called me back. They said, this is a miracle. Someone canceled the last minute. Not only can you go regular price, but you're gonna be able to sit with Kathleen both ways. <laughs> And I thought, God, you are great. Your ways are better than our ways. Because God's ways are better. But I think about when we were at Peter's Landing and we were wanting to expand. And we were going to expand there at Peter's Landing. And they, the owners paid for the architect. And everything was going that way. And the Lord shut that door. Remember that? Because he had this place in mind for us. And I, I just think about, God, your ways are way beyond our ways. Your ways are far greater than our ways. And, and God is great all the time. Sometimes we don't even see it, but we have to trust by faith and thank him because he's great. Amen? Amen. Isaiah the prophet says, actually the Lord speaking, Isaiah 40 verse 25 says, To whom then will you liken me, the Lord says, or to whom shall I be equal? Says the Holy One, lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things. In other words, look up into heaven, look at the stars. Who created those? Who brings out their host by number and calls, he calls them all by what? Name. All the stars in heaven, all the planet. He, he calls them all by name. You know, someone did the math for the, the known stars that we have today. It would take us 300 trillion years if we were to count every star one per second. It's impossible. But he created them and he calls them all by name. In other words, he's way beyond us. He's so great, it's beyond us. By the what? Greatness, he's great, of his might and the strength of his power, not one is missing. In other words, all those stars that we know of, we, we, we still, there's more than we even know of. There, none of them are missing. In other words, he knows exactly where every one of them are. God is just beyond, way beyond anything we can imagine. And he goes on. So why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God? In other words, I've got problems, and God doesn't care. He doesn't know anything about me. He's like, I know where every star is. I know I, I keep them all where I want them to be. Don't you realize you mean more to me than all those stars? Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator, the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? His understanding is, in other words, his ways are way beyond your ways. In other words, what's going on in your life, if you don't understand what he's doing, just trust him because his way is far better than your way. Amen? So third reason to be thankful, God is great. Fourth reason, this one I love, forgiveness of sin. God forgives us of all of our sin, our past present and future sin is forgiven when we go to Christ and confess it to him. Remember in Matthew 18, remember the apostle Peter went to Jesus and the apostle Peter went to Jesus said, Lord, how often shall I, shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Now listen, he goes up to seven times. 
I believe the apostle Peter, when he said that to the Lord, he's probably thinking, Lord, I think I'm, I'm getting this. I can probably forgive someone up to seven times. I think, personally believe that he thought that was a good thing. Like seven times, Lord? And possibly, I'm thinking through this, maybe I'm wrong, but he, he might even think, the Lord's probably gonna pat me on the back and say, Peter, that is great. You're, you're, you're maturing. But you know what he said. He said, um, I don't say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times, I mean, 490 times. I truly believe with this, that Jesus was saying, you, you need to forgive always. Because by the time you get in the 400s, you're not gonna remember how many times. He says, that's just too much. In other words, listen, I believe Jesus was saying always. When somebody asks for forgiveness, forgive them. If the Lord is asking us to do that for each other, how much more will he forgive us when we confess it to him? Always. We go to him. If you don't know this scripture, 1 John 1, 9, you should memorize this because this is probably one of the most powerful verses in the entire Bible. It says, if we confess our sin, he, the Lord, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And it doesn't stop there. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When we confess our sin, he is faithful and just. He forgives us and not just forgives us, he cleanses us from all, all of our unrighteousness. So we should be so grateful that we have a God that forgives us of all of our sins. Amen? I want to go back because I skipped over this. Uh, Colossians 1.13, it says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through his blood. Can we say that together? The, the forgiveness of sins. So number four, the forgiveness of sins. The last thing we're gonna look at, the reason we should be grateful to our Lord as believers, eternal life in heaven. Eternal life in heaven. Great scripture that goes with that. First John 2, 25, it says, this is the promise that he, the Lord, has promised us. Can we say that? He promised us eternal life. To be absent from our body, we're gonna be in heaven. A place where there's no more pain, suffering, a place where it says in Psalm 16, in his presence is fullness of what? Joy. Joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. We, when we leave these bodies or if we're raptured, we're gonna be in a place called heaven. A place that we can't even imagine. A place that, that Paul the Apostle, I believe it was, where he, he said, I can't even put words to what I experienced when I was outside of my body. In the body, outside of the body, I don't know. But he says, I can't even explain how awesome it is. You might remember the, the true story about the, the missionaries that came back from Africa. They were there for, for many, many years. And they had to come back for health reasons. So they were on a ship. and. They didn't realize, but they were told that on the ship, Teddy Roosevelt, the president of the time, he was, he was on that same ship. So when they reached America, there was this big fanfare and a big hoopla for the president. And they were like screaming and yelling and clapping and making all this noise. And the missionary looked at his wife. He says, really? He says, there's nobody here for us. And the wife thought about it for a minute. And she says, well, wait. She goes, we're not home yet. Talking about heaven. We're not home yet. It's not going to be heaven till we get to heaven, but he has promised us eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? Amen. Paul the Apostle writes in 1 Corinthians 2, 9, but as it is written, eye has not seen nor ear heard, 
nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has, what? Prepared for those who eye has not seen, nor ears heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man those things that God has prepared. God has prepared heaven for all of us. We can't even imagine. We can't even think of it. We can't even comprehend. Words can't even describe how awesome is this place that we're going to, a place called heaven. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. God bless you. You've been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick and Outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our new location is at 4121 Warner Avenue in Huntington Beach at the beautiful Huntington Harbor Marina. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.